Hello and welcome to the 80th episode of Crosby's Nine, where we look at English from all angles. And I just looked down at the clock, and it says 11 o'clock. 11 o'clock sharp. It's 11 o'clock sharp. By the way, o'clock doesn't mean anything, <laughs> okay? <laughs> I have some friends who say, really? You mean o'clock doesn't mean like sharp or on the dot or exactly at 11 o'clock? No, it doesn't. So if you learn one thing from today's podcast, from this week's podcast, eliminate o'clock from your vocabulary because some people think they are saying sharp or on the dot when you want to express punctuality when you want to express that somebody arrives exactly on time or that the hour, the time, is exactly, in this case, 11. Not 11 o'clock in three seconds, not 10.59 in 58 seconds. It's 11 o'clock sharp. Or you can say it's 11 o'clock on the dot. But please don't say it's 11 o'clock o'clock. Be on time, please. Some people say, I want you to be on time. Don't be late. O'clock. What do you mean, o'clock? No, say on the dot or say, I want you to be there, please, at 11 o'clock sharp. Now, question for you. Have you ever had a crush? Please repeat. Have you ever had a crush? What's a crush? Oh, my crush, my first crush. Actually, her name was Anne Marie. It's true. <laughs> and I was pretty young. When I had my first crush, and her name was Anne-Marie. Anne-Marie, if you're listening, you know who you are. <laughs> Maybe she doesn't. <laughs> I'm sure she does. That was a long time ago. What's a crush? A crush is when you have those special feelings for a friend or a classmate. Romantic feelings. That feeling of love when you're usually when you're a little kid or maybe in elementary school and you meet somebody and you have these feelings and your heart starts racing and you get butterflies in your stomach and you start to feel a little giddy and you think oh my gosh oh my gosh I have a crush on this person okay so the expression is to have a crush on somebody we use the preposition on. I have a crush on him. I have a crush on her. She has a crush on me. She has a crush on him, etc., etc. So yeah, uh, I remember my first crush. Crush. I also remember Orange Crush. When I was a kid, we used to drink Orange Crush. It was pop, orange-flavored pop. You all remember the difference between pop and soda, right? Nothing. No, there is no difference between pop and soda. These are two slang terms for soft drink. Pop or soda. I used to drink Orange Crush when I was a kid. And that also reminds me of a song by R.E.M. Some of you may remember a song called Orange Crush. Same term, different concept. Very different concept. This goes back to their album called Green in 1988. And R.E.M. had a song called Orange Crush which referred to the horrible practice of springing this herbicide that the United States used in the war in Vietnam. It was called Agent Orange, and it was this herbicide that was sprayed by the American military in Vietnam so that the vegetation and the trees and all the foliage would die so that people couldn't hide, the enemy couldn't hide in the brush or in the trees or in the bushes. Horrible, horrible practice because, of course, the herbicide was cancerous 
and R.E.M. wrote a song about it called Orange Crush back in 1988. Crush, crush, crush. So what does the verb to crush mean? Well, to crush, a synonym of to crush would be to squash something. And so it's crush, crushed, crushed in the past in the participle. And uh, it rhymes with slush. It rhymes with hush. Crush, slush, and hush. Please repeat. Crush, slush, and hush. How do you spell slush? S-L-U-S-H. How do you spell hush? H-U-S-H. So those rhyme, slush and hush and crush. And it takes me back to when I was a kid when we would eat, we would eat, we would eat. Remember, I'm using would because it indicates repetition in the past. We would eat slushies or what we would call slush, slushes. What's a slush? Uh, yes, I'd like a grape slush, please. Yes, I would like a strawberry slush. I would like a cherry slush or an orange slush. A slush is this drink that uses flavored water and ice. Basically, it's sugar water mixed with ice. You put it together, it's called a slush. They're pretty good, actually. I like slushes. But uh, be careful when you eat a slush or when you drink a slush. <laughs> you don't really eat a slush and you don't really drink a slush. And I'm going to tell you how to eat a slush because they serve slushes with a spoon and a straw. If you only eat the slush with the straw, you're in trouble because you're going to only drink the fluid. And uh, of course, it tastes good. But guess what? At the end, all you have is ordinary ice. And so it tastes horrible. There's nothing exciting about ordinary ice. So my recommendation is if you do eat a slush, please repeat, if you do eat a slush. Remember how we use auxiliary verbs to emphasize? If you do eat a slush, well, eat it with a spoon more than drinking it with a straw. And by the way, a slush, when I think of slush in general, because I'm from Chicago and we have a lot of slush in Chicago. So another meaning of slush is partially melted snow. Oh yeah, I grew up with a lot of slush on the streets because it would snow, it would snow, it would snow, and then the weather would get warmer and the snow would melt and the result is slush. Slush is also partially melted snow, and that's why we call those drinks slushes. When I was a kid, we used to step in those puddles of slush and drive our parents crazy. Of course, then our feet would freeze. Slush. And by the way, going back to the concept of the slush and drinking it with a straw or eating it with a spoon, what else does straw mean? What's another meaning of straw? Well, straw refers to dried grains, dried cereals that are grown, these crops like wheat or barley or rye. And after they separate the edible part, the seeds, what's left over is called straw. And you can use it for feeding animals. You can use it for the bedding for animals or livestock. You can use straw to make baskets and things like that. Slush, crush, hush, shh, hush, hush. Do you know the word hush? H-U-S-H, as we mentioned earlier. Hush means, shh, please be quiet, hush. But don't say this to somebody unless you are their parent, if you were a mother or a father, because really it's pretty rude. You wouldn't tell somebody to hush or to hush up. But to hush is a verb, and it simply means to be quiet. 
and also it's a noun. Remember, always ask yourselves, if I learn a new verb, is it also a noun? And it is in this case. A hush is simply a silence or a calm. It reminds me, this word hush, it reminds me of a wonderful lullaby called Hush Little Baby. One last comment here. We're talking about words like crush and slush and hush, but there are a couple other words like push and tush, which also are spelled with a U and an S and an H, but they sound different, right? Think about this. Rush, hush, slush, push, tush. So push and tush are spelled with a U and an S and an H, and they have a different sound. In fact, there was a great song by the Smiths called A Rush and a Push and the Land is Ours. Repeat, please. This is how we can practice the two different sounds of the U-S-H. A rush and a push and the land is ours. A song from 1987 by the Smiths from their album called Strange Ways Here We Come. And tush, I mentioned the word tush. Tush is really slang for your butt, right? For your buttocks. But it also reminds me of a great song by ZZ Top called Tush, a classic blues and rock and roll song. I've been up, I've been down. Take my word, my way around. I ain't asking for much. I said, Lord, take me downtown. I'm just looking for some tush. So you can interpret that however you want, okay? Please go back and listen to this podcast and put into practice all of what you've learned so that you will increase your speaking and your pronunciation. Of course, listening to these podcasts is great for your listening comprehension, so I appreciate you all for tuning into Crosby's Nine. That's all for now. I'll see you soon. Bye-bye.